Hello everybody, my name is Michael Miller, improviser and teacher of acting and improvisation, specializing in comedy. In this podcast, I am going to improvise solo performances, yes, all by myself. And then, like a good teacher, I'm going to dissect, analyze, and ridicule everything I just did. So, listen, enjoy, this is Ispiramental. Experimental. Yes, experimental. Here we go. <laughs> it's been an experiment. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah, wow. Listen, I'm just, you know, going back and thinking about these episodes, and I know they've been, like, reducing a little bit, and, you know, if you've been listening to the show, then you're kind of aware, because... You know, I've let some audio slip that, well, I'm in a family crisis right now. And, you know, I didn't know all of it leaked, but mostly all of it leaked. And, you know, there's like the fight with my wife and with Jerome. And it's like, it's also, you know, I left the recorder on after I I did the episode with Adrian. All that is just down there, public now. There's nothing I can do about it. Um... But yeah, and then just thinking back about the first episode where it was kind of like, okay, I'm going to analyze my improvs and I'm going to come up with, uh, you know, I'm going to analyze it, I'm going to dissect it, I'm going to improve myself as an improviser and change for the better, and it's like, I just don't, has it happened? You know? One of the things I've been trying to focus on is removing my, you know, use of sex and death as a tool for, as an improviser to make things funny, and it's just like, it's difficult. Can I change? You know? I mean, granted, the last episode I did was a slasher, so, you know, I had to include sex and death. It's, you know, that's part of slasher. That's part of the horror genre, you know, as it is, but I don't know. You know, and it's like, even if I do change, then what? You know, I just find something else to change. And I'm on this constant pathway to just change myself until until I'm not even me anymore. Until I change myself to be someone that's completely opposite of me. And I'm just Joe Blow. Uh, the opposite of Blow Joe. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. It's a stressful time. It's covid I'm still living with Adrian. Haven't reconciled with my family. I, I it, it is my turn to watch the baby, and I and I've tucked the baby away with Adrian, so he's watching her, and so that's really sweet of him. Um, so I really appreciate that, and and yeah, and you know, it's like I don't want these sessions to become therapy. You know, I want the podcast to become about improv. So yeah. But anyways, look, this is a Thanksgiving episode, okay? So I want to give some thanks. I want to give my thanks to the listeners. Okay, I know who some of you are, because you tell me you listen, so I thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. That is amazing. It's like, yeah, it's amazing. And for those of you who I don't know, still thank you for listening. Um, Thank you to all my guests, right? Sarah, Francisco, Chris George, Jerome, 
Adrian, Carlos, Davila. Thank you to all my guests so far. That's been great that they've accompanied me in this journey of exploration, experimenting with different ideas. So yeah, it's been like super great. I thank them all. And uh, yeah. So, right. So this is a Thanksgiving episode. Okay, I don't want to dwell too much on uh, my personal life. Okay, because this is not called personal life experimental. Okay, it's called experimental. The isp meaning improv. So I want to just get to the goodies. I want to improvise for you, for my peoples. Okay, there are no guests today. It's just me on stage, bare, naked. Okay, I mean, metaphorically. I'm not literally naked. Um, I mean, you wouldn't know anyways. This is an audio medium. But, yeah. So, I, because it's a Thanksgiving episode, I'm going to improvise just basically on the theme of Thanksgiving. I haven't given it much thought. I just know that it's Thanksgiving, and I know it's time to put out an episode. So, I'm just going to stick with that theme of Thanksgiving and improvise a show. So, ISP, number 10. Here we go. I hope you enjoy. Bye. So, I've decided I'm going to do this in the style of a children's story. Okay, because, you know, I don't know. Thanksgiving, also, just see if I can just see boy, you, you know, the, the adult themes. <clears throat> and just do a children's story. Okay? Thanksgiving children's story. Here we go. One Thursday morning, a turkey awoke from a nap. He awoke in a strange place. White walls, stainless steel tables, knives everywhere, cutting boards, people wearing white aprons. And he thought, where am I? This is not my home. I'm not with my family of turkeys. <laughs> he stood up on his legs, and then he saw that someone noticed that he had stood up on his legs. A man with a rustly beard, missing a front tooth, with blood-stained apron, grabbed a knife and went towards the turkey. The turkey, in self-defense flight-or-fright mode, flew off the table Flew off the table, scaring all the other butchers. Yes, we're in a butcher shop, if you haven't figured this one out already. Flew past a few of the other butchers, wearing the white hats, and they all had scruffily beards. Flew out the window. He flew out the window into the street. He landed on the sidewalk. The butcher came out the front door. The turkey, still in the fright of fright mode, the flight of fright mode, kept flying. He flew over the cars. He flew over in a Lincoln. He flew over a Buick. He flew over a Ford. He flew over a Volkswagen. Flew over all the types of cars you could think of. 
people honking their horns, looking at the crazy turkey, thinking, what the hell is this turkey doing flying through the street? And then the turkey landed on the other side of the street. The butchers couldn't cross the road because there were too many cars. It was the traffic hour around 5 p.m. and there's a lot of traffic. And the turkey kept going anyways because he was like, I'm still scared. I don't know where I am and where is my family. He crawled through an alleyway and there he ran into a homeless man. The homeless man thought, screw heroin. I'm going to try to eat this turkey <laughs> raw. I'm hungry. And so... The homeless man stood up slowly, groggily, and the turkey for a second stood there, thinking, What is this creature? He looks a little different than the other people I recently encountered. Is he friend or is he foe? And as soon as the homeless man stuck out his hands, reaching for the turkey's neck, the turkey thought, Foe. And the turkey flew again through the alleyway over a gate, okay, over a gate and into a trash can, trash dumpster, I should say, the bigger version, trash dumpster. The homeless man on the other side of the fence, shaking his hands and saying, it's not fair, I'm hungry, I didn't ask to be homeless, why me? The homeless man eventually ran out of energy and fell onto the floor, possibly for the last time ever. Who knows, he's not that important to the story. And so, the turkey, stuck in the trash dumpster, couldn't get his claws in a stable path to help him propel himself out of the dumpster. And while he was there, he felt something crawling, nibbling at his feet while he was trying to find ground to fly. And he was like, what's this nibbling on my feet? And then he saw what it was. It was a rat. It was a rat. And the rat says... Well, they kind of communicate via telekinesis, tele telepathy, I should say. Telepathy, animals do, so they're not really speaking. They're just kind of like sharing their thoughts with each other. And the rat goes, hey man, what you doing here? I've never seen a turkey. And the turkey goes, well, I mean, I can't find my home. I can't find my family. I just woke up one day and, well... Here I am. I just escaped some very sharp objects from people who I think were trying to kill me. And the rat responded, Yeah, man, they were trying to kill you. They love their turkey. Turkey? Yeah, that's what they call you. They like to kill you, cut you up, and eat you, man. It's a rough life, brah. Oh, no. Well, I'm so glad I escaped then. I don't want to die. I just want to be with my family. Well, man, I had to break it to you, but if you woke up in a butcher shop and 
you were with your family previous, I think that they also probably took your family, okay? And uh, I don't know if you got a good look around the butcher shop when you woke up from your slumber, but did you see any other turkeys? Oh, no, I don't know. I was so scared. I just ran. I was in flight or fright mode. Well, yeah, classic. Well, they're probably dead. Sorry, man. It's a dog-eat-dog -dog world out here. Or, as we say here in the streets, human-eat-animal world out here. You know what I mean? Oh, no, this sounds horrible. Yeah, man, I'm so sorry for your loss. Good luck, uh surviving, I guess. You can stay here with me. There's tons of food. I eat it. It's not that bad. I mean, people dog on rats because we eat trash, but you know, it's like, that's just what we got. You know, it's not that bad. Had a little McDonald's today. You know, had a milkshake. I'm, I'm good. Um, well, I think I'm going to try to go back and see if I can find my family. Oh, okay, man. Well, good luck with that. It was nice knowing you. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, if you go back, you'll probably die. So, you know, good luck. Well, maybe you could help? And, well, you know, whatever. I'm, what am I doing? I'm not doing anything. I just ate a hamburger and a milkshake. I'm not going to eat for another few hours, so. Okay, let's go. And then the rat showed him a secret passageway through the gate to get back over the gate, even though the turkey didn't need to, because the turkey could have just flown over the gate. But anyways, they got over the gate again, and stumbled onto the homeless man, who was officially dead. And they kept going, because he's not an obstacle, he's dead. They kept going, and... They kept going until they saw the street, and well, wouldn't you know it, traffic was over, and the cars were running faster now, through the street. And the rat said, yo man, I'm scared, I don't want to go across that street, man, I've seen too many of my family members die trying to cross the road and they get run over by a car, I don't want to do that. Um, well, I think it's fine. I think we can... I mean, I need to get over there. You don't... Oh, I have an idea! You helped me, I'll help you. Get on my back! What? Get on my back! And the rat climbed upon the turkey's back. And the turkey flew up high! So high that he... Hit the telephone cable. Oh, a little shock. Nothing too serious. But that did cause him to lower. And he got hit. His legs got hit by the top of a Volkswagen Volvo. And the turkey flew in around in a circle like... Spinning, kind of like if you were in a car and you were air aeroplaning or whatever, like hydroplaning. And the, and the rat was holding on for dear life, trying to not fall and die on the road like so many of his family members. 
and eventually they landed on the sidewalk, slightly bruised, no deaths so far. Well, except for the homeless one, only one death that we have mentioned. They even though there are also possible animal deaths happening in the butcher, but don't you worry. Okay, so the turkey and the rat continued to walk into the butcher shop, but they didn't enter. The rat said, hey man, what are you thinking? You can't just walk in there. You can't just walk into a butcher shop. Front door, turkey, already all looking juicy and plump, ready for Thanksgiving. By the way, did you know it was Thanksgiving? I don't know what Thanksgiving is. What? Thanksgiving is this crazy holiday the people made up. They get together and they eat a bunch of food, specifically turkey. Specifically you, man. Specifically people like you and your family members. It's whack. But on what what pretext? It's got something to do with how they like killed a bunch of Indians and, and, and conquered the United States and became America. So, I don't know, man. I'm just telling you, life's a danger. You can't just walk into the butcher shop. Okay, so do you have a plan? Yeah, man, I'll show you how I enter the butcher shop. And so they went the back way, behind another alley, and the rat introduced him to a hole. A hole in the wall. A brick had been knocked out. And the turkey says, well, I can't fit through that brick, man. You I, I can't fit through that brick. You crazy. And the rat's like, you just you turn a toe like me, turkey. I, I know you're rubbing off on me. I kind of like it. Uh, well, I'll get in there. Okay, I have a plan. I'll get in there. Okay, I'll crawl into the hole my usual way. Okay, I'll cause a distraction. The butchers will all focus on me. Okay, you can fly through that open window there, and we'll get this sorted. Sounds good. So the rat crawled in, through the hole, entering the butcher kitchen area where they slaughter, the slaughter section of the butcher shop. And all the butchers went, hey, hey, rat, there's a rat in here, man, hey, there's a rat, get the rat, get the rat, bro. All of them ran towards the rat Wanting to be the manliest butcher of all, crushing the rat. And then, as soon as they did that, the turkey bust through the window. And he started looking for his family. He landed on a countertop, a stainless steel countertop, next to a knife. And he saw a bunch of... Featherless turkey bodies without heads in a sink, being rinsed with cold water. And he thought, holy crap, I cannot identify these bodies. They've all been neutered severely. All their identifying features, gone. And then he realized that they had a tag. Every turkey had a tag on their foot. Every turkey was identified in some way or another by these humans. He checked the number, and he checked the number on his thing, and he checked the number on the featherless bodies, and he realized that, yes, his family was gone. His family slaughtered.
started crying. Turkey tears. One turkey tear. And then he looked over. And he saw the the butchers trying to kill the rat. It was like a farce. They were stepping and missing and stepping and missing. It was kind of like when you see those cliche western clips of people shooting at the floor with pistols and they have to do the dance thing and it's like that's what they were doing and they weren't killing the rat it was absurd it was crazy uh, the rat was really good at getting around and, and the turkey was like whoa you know props and and so the turkey said screw this i'm not having any of this and uh, full of rage he grabbed the knife on the countertop next to the sink full of the turkey carcasses and he took the knife in his claws and flew around the butcher room and he flew around the butcher room in a way so cleverly so skilled that each knife sliced through the necks of the the salt and pepper head butchers each Butcher screaming for their life, but not too long of a scream because their throats were being sliced. And they were dying one by one by one, and they couldn't do anything because this turkey was so damn good. He was flying around with the knife and like just slicing them. He was like doing like eight figure eights, right? He was like doing the figure eight thing, and they were trying to catch him just like they were trying to catch the rat. They obviously don't know how to catch anything. They're only good for slicing up animals and killing them. And so, anyways, long story short, the turkey sliced all their necks, all the butchers dead. There was about four of them. So you have four dead bodies there. And the rat still alive. Huh? The rat is still alive. And after doing the butcher massacre, he dropped the knife on the floor and looked at the rat. And he said... What have I done? And the rat said, Hey man, that was fucking sweet. You did, you did great, man. That was awesome. And the turkey said, Is that your original voice? He said, No, I'm doing a butcher thing right now because uh, I'm just playing around because it's super fun. <laughs> and the turkey said, I'm sad. I'm sad because my family's dead. Yeah, man, that's crazy. That's crazy stuff. All joking aside. I don't know what to say. I told you. I told you this might happen. What do I do now? Said the turkey. And the rat said, I'll be your family, man. We can be family. You can take care of me? Yeah. I can show you all the hot spots to eat, man. You be fed. You be good. I mean, you seem like a good guy, good bloke. That's me, man. Okay, well, I'm giving thanks to you for helping me. For helping me see the world as it is. For helping me avenge my family's death. And for helping me survive throughout all of this time in the future. Yeah, man, and I, and I give thanks for you, you know, for being a cool guy, 
giving me this crazy memory of you slaughtering all these butchers. I can't wait for you to tell all my rat friends. I can't wait for you to meet all my rat friends. You know, it's going to be great. So I give thanks to you too, man. And off went the turkey and the rat. A classic Thanksgiving tale of two people stuck in a tight sitch, helping each other out, and then eventually giving each other thanks for that, and saying thank you for helping me, and understanding what Thanksgiving is all about. So, just like you little kitties who've watched this tale, I hope that you've learned a lesson about what Thanksgiving means, and I hope you give thanks on this Thanksgiving day. Okay, well, wow, what a Thanksgiving tale. This inspired me. I'm excited. Um, I hope that everyone's having a great Thanksgiving. Um, and yeah, I hope you enjoyed the story. Um, I'm pretty content with it. Okay. Uh, I think it relays a good message. Okay. Um, first of all, treat your turkeys with respect. Okay. Give thanks for the food that was put on your table today. All right. And, yeah, just enjoy. Have a great turkey day. Gobble, gobble. See you next time on Experimental.